Hi, Erin. Welcome back. Thank you. It has been a long time. Yeah. What I, rec what I saw is that uh, you are Red Hatter. I am. As of last September, yeah. But you were at IBM and Red Hat is now IBM. So uh, what is it, what you did? You just, you know. It was like a sliding sideways, uh, but very much, it, it's like starting over at a different company without losing 21 years of experience. So okay. it's, it's also, like I've been at Red Hat since it was born, basically. <laughs> you were at Red Hat as, uh, Wait a sec. Ah, I'm just saying okay. they still count. They still count my 21 previous 21 years, even even though I'm new at Red Hat. So it's ah, okay. Red Hat ah. is it's very much its own thing. Like yeah. it's it's still very much its own entity, and I'm there, but it's not like I'm there as a new hire. Okay. And 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 and, and uh, why you did it? Um, a bunch of us went over, um, kind of together. So ah, okay. uh, we you know we have a couple projects that we're working on or have been working on with Red Hat for a long time. Um, and because we were coming together, there were a few things where um, where some people merged or went across so that they could consolidate who was working on certain things. Um, so it was it was a few of us that went over. Okay. I was probably uh, the most, I was probably the outlier in that bunch, but that's business as usual for me. I'm almost always an outlier. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, this surpri really surprised me because I thought, you know, you 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 are like um, IBM fan girl. So IBM was very very good for me. Um, I had a lot of positive experiences there, but I'll be honest, I was also the chain shaker, the rebel, the one that didn't quite fit in the box. Um, and so, on one hand, they liked that I did that. Um, but on the other hand, it got kind of uh, tiring mm -hmm. to always be the one that doesn't quite fit. Um, and I'll be honest, being at Red Hat is, it's like hand in glove. It feels really nice. Okay. For me. You might so. be not, not as easy to work with. You know, you know why? Because I saw your presentation about, uh, about uh, how is actually to pronounce that micrometer. You pronounce it differently. Micrometer. Micrometer. Yeah, micrometer. micrometer. It's because we're used to microservices. And, and yeah. micrometer is completely wrong? Or is there anyone in the UK or US um, who could pronounce it micrometer? I think the way you would do it is if you look at the noun that is the instrument you use to measure. Okay. There is a device called a micrometer. Ah. And that's okay. how you say it. I, 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 okay. <laughs> micrometer. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, because I was um, I, I watched the presentation, the entire presentation J4K, about uh, micrometer. My, how to how to pronounce that? Micrometer. Micrometer, <laughs> and um, and uh, why I did it because we had a brief chat and I said you 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 hate the annotations for for metrics. And, I have a um, strong bias, yeah. Yeah, and I was curious about that, so I watched your presentation. I understand a little bit why you are the rebel, because you are. I think how to call it strong opinions loosely <laughs> hold right so <laughs> right I am malleable yeah I I am I totally learn but but when I have made up my mind about something I am not shy about saying what my opinion is for sure but that's not to say that it like none of my opinions are ever set in stone I always learn everybody learns so okay yeah exactly so um be, before you start we start with the matrix um and um have you ever had the IBM ThinkPad, the laptop? Yes, yes. Because why I remember that? So I, if you switch from IBM to Red Hat, so I thought, okay, IBM is a nice company. And I thought, why I like IBM actually? And the uh, IBM ThinkPad was my dream machine. I always wanted to have one 
and I got one. I had a couple of them until one broke and I had to to buy Apple uh, because uh, the IBM Germany couldn't deliver a replacement machine on time. So I, I said, okay, then I switched to Apple. But uh, th this was like a remarkable machine. So I had the uh, 31P with the docking station. Yeah. And I never could understand why Apple never had a docking station because they're fiddling with the cables. I say, this is like, you know, this is like Stone Age. And the, the ThinkPad was uh, way better. And uh, they had lots of batteries. I had batteries everywhere. So I was huge, <laughs> huge ThinkPad fan. So I was, wanted to ask you about, you know, the your relation to ThinkPads. Yeah, when I, I haven't used one in a long time because I switched to Mac. Mm -hmm. Actually, I switched to, oh God, when was that? When Liberty was born, when we were first working on Liberty, I actually bought my own Dell laptop because yeah. I could get a quad, uh, yeah, because I could get a quad core. Oh. So the ThinkPads at the time that we were getting were all still dual core. And I wanted something that would really behave oddly, <laughs> you know, like much more stuff going on at the same time. So I could tell if we were breaking okay. things. My, my, um, my, my, another, other strategy was to buy Alienware back then. I remember, you know, Alienware? Yeah, I did. This I don't know Dell why I didn't steroids. get Alienware. Yes, it was. I remember. I just don't remember why at the time I didn't get Alienware. I did get, I had my little purple Dell. I was super happy with it. It was so terrifically cute. And we had a great relationship. I don't know what happened to that laptop, though. It is definitely gone. But I don't remember. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, I gave it to my sister. That's what happened. Uh, anyway, I had that. I had, I thought why I don't remember where it went. Um, but it was, it was a great machine until I don't remember. I started I don't know. I needed to get something else or I got a Mac for work or something. And then I, you know, I okay. got it all set up because my, my, and it went off to my sister and lived another few years because she does way less intense things with it. But it was cute. It was a cute machine. Okay. Alienware, I think, was too heavy yeah. or something. Like I was traveling a little bit and, and this thing, it was a quad core. It could do all the stuff I wanted. It wasn't outrageously expensive and it worked really well. And I ran Gentoo on it. That was when I was still running Gentoo Linux. Okay. Um, on my ThinkPad, I had always had, you know, the battery, which was a little bit larger than the usual one, and it was very heavy. So I know the, yeah. the weight was never an issue for me because it was heavy like hell, everything with ThinkPad <laughs> related. Um, <laughs> okay, now we clarify that. So uh, what are you doing at Red Hat right now? I'm working on Quarkus mostly. Yeah. Um, I saw actually in... you, you, you somehow you are related to my issue, what I did with the Q namespace, right? Yes, uh, we did help. I did help to fix it. That issue is interesting um, <laughs> because oh, way back, you know, it's it's the kind of thing. It's like when Liberty was born, I wrote the service that resolved all possible paths. And the policy when Liberty was created was, I don't care who you are, what layer of code you're writing, you will not resolve a path yourself. Mm -hmm. You will call this service and it will do all the path things for you because we had symbols and all kinds of stuff that would resolve and we would mm -hmm. normalize it and make sure everything was sane and do not create a path yourself. Always ask. This is possible. API gateway what you did, right? This was the... Uh, <laughs> sort of. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, Liberty, Liberty is at the core. Like, Liberty is OSGI declarative services based on it. You know, it's, it's dynamic injection of services, whatever. But anyway, it was like you were supposed to use this one service because it would resolve whatever symbols or whoever, whatever, and it would give you a path back. And so... With Quarkus, they don't have that kind of thing. And so when they, it, it, it was like a competing requirements thing, right? Um, right? 
they had a way for people to configure a lot of pads. And then they had some people saying, well, I would like to namespace mm -hmm. these extension provided URIs so that I can secure them mm -hmm. differently. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, great. Yeah, we could totally do that. And we're like, well, and we'll try to make a, you know, a nice redirect. And you could see it didn't, it didn't work very well. And we went and it wasn't for, you know, it was, it was, um, not like due to any one person's sloppiness. It's like you had organic growth of a code base and you had a in code vertex always wants all of its, um, anything you create a router with has to start with a forward slash. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, by the Which way, we should clarify was... to the to the listeners what happened. So, um, it, it, just for, you, oh, for sure. your information, what happened to me was um, I, I do the uh, AHX TV show, which was uh, actually now, um, and but it was last month's show, and someone asked a question about metrics, and I say sure. Bef before you know, I I I, I, I explain too much. I would just you know, fire up Quarkus and I show how it works. So and um, so I fired up Quarkus, and uh, what I did, Quarkus updated because um, yeah, uh, why not? And then I did, you know, my curl localhost 8080 metrics thing and nothing happened. And I say, it always works. This is just, why not now? And then localhost 8080 health, nothing works. It's okay. And what I never did, you know, curl minus Y. So I would see the redirect or minus L. And then, then I say, okay, it somehow doesn't work. But, the, you know, the endpoint is available. And then someone in the show just said, just said to me slash q say what what is q q anon or what is it right what what, what is q and i said okay i don't know i said sorry I, I have no idea what happened something broke and then then the next time i uh, i uh, upgraded some services to my clients and tried them also doesn't work so okay what what is going on and then i found out with the redirect and no yeah. the next problem was in our uh, pipeline already system tests stopped working. It was healthy, but it didn't work. And what I do in my system tests, you know, I use the JAXORES uh, REST client and I test the health and the, and the metrics. So I perform some, some, uh, some stress tests and I say, okay, this, and, and why I get, because I expected 200 and I yep. saw expected 200, you got 301. And what I thought is that the load balancer in the cloud is overloaded. And for other reason, he tries <laughs> yeah. to redirect me somewhere else. I said, but it never behaved that way. What's going on? I never would thought this is fault of Quarkus. And then I found it out. I said, okay, this is this is just uh, not as should to yeah. be. And 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 just uh, I, I tweeted about that. And then a long conversation started. And then uh, Max uh, asked me to create an issue. And then the issue was very popular. Then I saw, you know, that you are dealing with it. So what's the situation right now? Is this queue going to be removed or is optional? Right. The queue, queue is still going to be there, and there are still convenient redirects for it, convenience redirects for it. So that part hasn't changed um, because we had a lot of people saying we want this stuff together, which okay. is it's almost exactly what Spring does with Actuator, right? Their okay. stuff is all in the Actuator bubble. So it's, it's a similar concept, and that part stayed. But what we did do was make all the configuration attributes more consistent more obvious and we made sure that all permutations still work okay so if you go and set your endpoint in your configuration say i want metrics at slash metrics it will show up at literally the root slash metrics always so, so, but now q, q is always there so q is the default right q is the default for um non-app endpoints also for metrics um, and health 
metrics, health, open API, the dev okay. console, right? There's a, there's a whole collection of things okay. that, that are in that bucket. Um, but now it's, we did some things so that it's easier for you to take one of those things and put it somewhere else or to put the whole bucket somewhere okay. else. Um, and so, you know, chasing all of that through and making sure that it works consistently and obviously and... <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, I'm not very happy with it because uh, I'm using, you know, OpenLiberty, Payara, Halidon, and Quarkus. And now I've always yeah. remembered that Quarkus is different, and this is what, what I don't like at all. But yeah, how it is. Yeah, right? we we had a, um, it, it's one of those things. We had enough people asking for how they could secure or isolate those endpoints from the rest of their application um, that it does end up being a bit of a tension between what MicroProfile did, which was to basically assign these to um, some notion of an absolute path, um, and and what Spring, for example, does, right? Which is it allows there to be an entire security model for all those actuator endpoints. Um, so it's a, you know, we at least tried to make sure that if you don't want it to do that, it's easy to make it not do that and it will behave consistently. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I have to know it, no problem. And now I remember if there's nothing, I always know to the eye and then I will remember. So for me, it's not a problem, but still a little bit annoying because Open Liberty just don't, it's fine with that, right? Yes, o Open Open Liberty is interesting. Uh, I don't know how Pyara or anything are internals wise, but Open Liberty is interesting because all of the management endpoints are outside of the application space anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and so how they manage that internally is is really cool and interesting and different and makes makes things like this easier okay um so you you are working now on quarkus yes you like quarkus yeah for, for now i actually um i did not expect to be a fan boy girl thing whatever i i you know, like I, I know Spring well, I know Liberty well. I didn't expect to suddenly be like, I am not really going to ever start another another job application without just using Quarkus. But that's kind of where I am okay. at this point. Like everything else, even Liberty to me now is heavier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, like in terms of how much stuff you have to write around it or config files you have to create or, you know, all of the nitty little 80 billion things like Quarkus just doesn't have any of that. Um, when I wrote my monster application, which is the example I started to use to really bash on application metrics, I was going to write one with Liberty and I just don't want to. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, Liberty is my baby. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to it. It's terrible. Um, I, I would say uh, this I, is different. I, I, I mean, Open Liberty and Payara, they, they are fine. And Quarkus is different. I, I, I like Quarkus a lot. But for it's, different it's more reasons. Like for me, it's like I I don't want to have to make um, the application config and I, I, like there's just more steps involved um, that I I'm kind of done. I'm like over. I'm over it. I, mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it. I didn't expect to have this kind of uh, one, reaction. So I think what I don't like at Quarkus is the you know the amount extensions. I have to, to create over and over again in the project. And in Open Liberty, there was one thing which we talk about. This was the beginning also at already the the uh, the uh, discussion with uh, Naughty, not, you know, Mr. Uh, Alistair. Yeah, uh, Alistair. Uh, yeah. yeah, Alistair. 
at the beginning he wanted to have you know 50 different modules like no i just would like to have my java e and micro profile oh i mean that's the, it would be easy enough at this point uh to create effectively meta extensions yeah but it, this, this is what, what I'm missing because uh, in all my projects, what I have to do is I have to add, you know, I everything which uh, is small right inside. So I get my microprofile support. So I have to do it. I know it already out. You know, there is a matrix, uh, open API and health and the rest. Rest easy doesn't have, you know, the small right in it and the rest easy client as, as well. So I do it in all my projects over and over again. I even create an, a Maven archetype to solve it for me. And, um, most of my clients running Quarkus with MicroProfile because it's more stable, you know. Yeah. All the other extensions is a little bit risky that they may change and it moves too fast. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it would be easy enough to make, even if you just wanted to mess around, um, like we could get some Quarkiverse extensions. Say if we use this, you bring in this set. Yeah. Easy yeah. peasy. But um, I would say 80% of my project Quarkus right now. So a huge amount of projects, Quarkus, and I really enjoy it. And what I like the most is, you know, all the years I've worked with Jakarta and MicroProfile, the code looks exactly the same, but it's no Quarkus. Exactly the same and half yeah. of the size. This is what, what's, what's really nice. So last one thing uh, about my uh, ThinkPad is um, what I did at the, at the end of my uh, ThinkPad uh, um, career is I got from my iPod, a sticker, an Apple sticker, a white one, and the uh, ThinkPad is black. And there, at that time, there <laughs> were black, black note, uh, black MacBooks from Apple. And what I did is I stick my sticker on the, you know, on instead of the the I don't know, was it IBM? No, there was no IBM logo. It was like blank. I don't, don't know, but it was in the middle. It it looked, the ThinkPad was just in the one corner. Yeah, exactly, in the white corner. Yeah. So regardless, there was my mine was from magnesium. So um, I did it, but reversed on my on the back, and people at conferences came to me say, "You cannot do this. This is Apple, you know, and uh, you did it wrong. It doesn't know. Uh, everyone recognizes this is not Apple, and they were really annoyed that I did it. And this is what I really enjoyed, you know. This is the hack with the Apple sticker on my black ThinkPad, and it looked almost like the MacBook from from Apple, but it was actually a ThinkPad. <laughs> And there were some <laughs> Apple fanboys who couldn't stand it at all that I did with Windows, a uh, Windows Vista I ran back then. That, oh no! Yeah, yeah, I had Windows Vista <laughs> with Apple logo, and they just hated me for, for that, right? And um, okay, now uh, I watched the entire session, J4K recorded one. By the way, um, yeah. I got another email via the J4K, but I really don't like you know to to have another pre-recorded session. This was a painful experience for me because uh how, how long it took for you to record a session all day <laughs> it took me well i i had to do another one for dev nexus and it this one took me less time um and even then with the j4k one like i missed the one i ended up sending out oh i had so many takes i was like yeah. oh my god the problem with pre-recorded <laughs> session is that uh i said okay now i i mess it up i have to record it again but if it's a live session, it's just normal that, I mean, and this is what I don't like because, because it, it, I recorded that, but I was not happy. It was not, it is not the quality of our workshop and it's a lot of work right. and this is what I don't like at all. So I see. Uh, the, the one thing the, the, I like about it, once it's recorded and it is the day of the conference. I love being able to be talking and like asking people stuff in chat. I'm like, this is so cool. Then being in two places yeah. at the same time. But is but the, the part the, I enjoy. but the crazy but. thing with J4K was 
you could speed up the the session. You recognize that? I watched myself in twi- uh, in the in the twice the speed, and I was done. And everyone watched me. I said, like, "What what what's going on here?" And it's like this is just crazy experience. And then I don't know. And then I it's okay. Just like <laughs> okay. Um, so now I watch your session, and uh, I think we are completely compatible with our point of view. So um, the only difference is. When I start with in a project, what I always do is in the first iterations, I actually do it right now in my project. I put the counted annotation on my JAXRS uh, resources just to see whether they get invoked. Because uh, on my, uh, for instance, right now, my project, I use uh, my backend micro profile, which is Quarkus in the cloud, just as fake because it's not part of my task. So I focus now on web components and front end. So the backend is right. just there, you know, to serve to serve me the data, the JSON, and so I just created the the, the counted, you know, to test whether my web components are actually v- working. So this is actually a great. Right. And I can see that. So the difference is, if you were to switch over to the micrometer extension, for example, you wouldn't have to add your counted annotation because you would already get out an HTTP metric that has the URI endpoint in it. Yeah, but most of the servers so did would... it anyway, you know. Usually, I, I... but what my point is, you don't have to add an annotation to get an indication that your endpoint was touched. Yes, it happens but automatically. But the difference was, I mean. you know, um, that I go to metrics slash application, and I only saw my three counters. That's true. This um, is what this don't... is. This is the 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 convenience I have, because you know the Payara and Jersey they provided me the annotations forever. So there was I always had the data, but I got five hundred counters. And I only wanted to have my counters in a dedicated space. So this is the right. only difference to our point of view. So I start with annotations. I add them. They are not that relevant. And the second part, which I do with annotations, then I put metered on significant resources. And I misuse this for two purposes. The first one is uh, for my torture tests or stress tests. So what I usually do in a pipeline, I generate some tests. In, uh, right now, for instance, I use... Uh, Executor service, a very simple, so not even a framework, and to see what the server does. And then I ask the server for for the metrics, and I see, you know, the throughput. So we have some right. some configurable throughput, and this is what I also use, also key key resources. And then I spend most of my time with uh, microprofile metric registry. This was very similar to what you did in your talk with the micrometer. My, micro, micrometer. You did Right, micrometer, yeah. Micrometer. Like kilometer, uh, kilometer, kilometer, micrometer. micrometer. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. And um, and uh, this is almost almost the same. But uh, what I didn't got is why micrometer and why not microprofile metrics. So I mean, for me, I still don't see the difference. Because so, uh, John a, said to me, as... I think that you are very convinced, you know, about micrometer. I said, okay, I don't still don't see it. As I watch your talk, uh, by the way, I still don't understand the dungeon of. Dungeon and Dragons, uh, what, what happens with the sword? As I, 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 I tried to watch it the second time, I no, had no time, but uh, it was interesting. So uh, you try to find some anomalies with uh, with micrometer. What, what, what I what I what I understood is that, uh, that there were some specific strikes or whatever, which were yeah. not very common, and and you you proved that with micrometer. This is this was my yeah yeah. What I was looking at was so when I created that well. There's the whole history about how I even ended up being curious about that, which is with my kids, right? But part of 
what I like to do, and you know, game on text was our other example that we had a long time yep. ago where we created mm -hmm. a text-based adventure game, right? I like making really random stuff that does not work with cut and paste examples. Mm -hmm. So like if I go and read about Prometheus, it will have all kinds of information in there for me to calculate HTTP throughput, mm -hmm. which means I could cut and paste it and not learn anything. Yep. So I deliberately try to go to some other kind of data, some other noise, whatever, so I can get through writing PromQL, making the queries, making the graphs so that I understand what is happening to the numbers. Yep. Right? So that I'm, I'm not just, so that I'm forced to digest it because I'm doing something totally off the wall random. Yep. So it was in doing that that I discovered the first problem with microprofile metrics. Uh, there's a few of them. They fixed one of them, um, which is if you take uh, their histogram type, for example, it wasn't emitting the sum. Okay. It was doing max count and the pre-computed percentiles, I think, which is a non-aggregable value that you can't use for anything else because yeah. it's relative just to inside that instance. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a sum. I couldn't calculate an average yeah. done. Like, you know, I couldn't use it for yeah. my talk at DevNexus last year because it was not, I, I couldn't get to where I needed to go at all. Okay. So microprofile was like right out because they just didn't give me real data I could do anything with. Yeah, but you could fix it, right? The next, well, they, I did ask and yes, they put in a fix. So now it emits the sum. Yeah. So you have you have the max and the count and the sum, and then you have all that extra pre-computed uh, quantile percentile stuff that you can't use. But that's this is okay. why it's some IBM colleagues didn't like you, right? Because uh... <laughs> they love me. Don and I go way back. We, uh, we, I have like Don Bourne, who works on the metric spec, is one of my favorite humans on the planet. He has made me laugh so hard. I have had to walk out of a building to get fresh air to like try to stop hyperventilating okay. from laughing so hard. These are wonderful humans. I love them. They understand crazy Aaron's passion, whatever, and they understand it's not personal. It's just me getting super excited. Um, so yeah, we have great relationships. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, that's never been an issue. And we've talked a lot about why micrometer versus microprofile metrics. And and part of the problem is that you have, uh, there were some data gathering snafus, which is, for example, that the histogram issue, right? Okay, they fixed that, they, they have a sum. The next problem is that they're only able to support Prometheus, mm -hmm. which granted is common, but it's not the only one. Um, and so I've seen a few places where people using Wildfly or people using other things are using Micrometer because Micrometer as an abstraction can like already provides an API that does counters, gauges, distribution summaries, timers, uh, function-based counters for observations. It already has that rich API, but it already supports Datadog and StatC and Stackdriver and Azure Monitor and a big list of backends. So it already has both the nice abstraction layer plus support for a much broader set of cloud monitoring systems. And when I think about what MP metrics would have to do to be equivalent with what Micrometer actually has, by the time they get there, It'll be it, it's almost too late. Yeah, is it necessary? Because uh, if you if you if you look at um, metrics, 
microprofile metrics, MP metrics, they support actually open metrics format. And uh, this, uh, this is Prometheus is just implementation, open metrics, and maybe it is going to be merged to the open census, I think. Uh, did, did something we are, I'm working with that working group now. Um, so they're trying to figure out how um, the open metrics format is going to be resolved against um, open census, which is now open telemetry. And so they're looking at how that's going to happen. Now, yes, micro or MP metrics can emit open metrics compatible format, but what I would look at from a micrometer perspective, for example, is writing a backend that can write to OTLP, which is open telemetry's wire format protocol. Mm -hmm. it, you can't do that as easily with the way MP metrics is currently written. Yes, what I wanted to, to, to say is, for instance, if you take a look at a cloud, because this is most relevant, uh, relevant. In, in my project, we have Prometheus in private clouds. Usually, this is the way to go. And mm -hmm. in public cloud, let's say Amazon, they have CloudWatch. Yes. But CloudWatch understands open metrics. And, yes, and, and the CloudWatch is the integration point. Usually, you would plug all the providers you set to the, into the CloudWatch. So CloudWatch would gather, you know, your application-specific metrics via, via open metrics. All the technical metrics are already provided anyway by the containers in the cloud, so they are gathered through different channels. So the question is, you know, where are the use cases where your application will emit, you know, all the metrics directly to the providers? Usually you have the cloud between, or if I would say, I would say that, like, that would be my expectation also, that most people usually use uh, Prometheus and, and that that becomes the integration point because yes. use the open metrics format. That said, upon creating the micrometer extension, I got questions back immediately and two contributions for Azure Monitor, Datadog, Stackdriver, SASD. Okay. So it, people are using them. So, you know, I could say, well, it's good enough that there's Prometheus support. Mm -hmm. All I know is the community immediately asked for and or contributed additional extension you know support for additional micrometer registries so what is the relation? So community has spoken yeah what well, yeah but me. the community always speaks you know i mean i mean regardless well, what you but do it's easy for them what to do you know like that it's easy for them to like micrometer has this abstraction layer and you can support multiple meter registries where each of those meter registries then deals with translating whatever those measurements are into whatever the back end wants it to be. So it could be different time units. It could be like for the Prometheus registry, it's it's that meter registry that hooks up a scrape endpoint, right? It does whatever digestion to produce that open, uh, the open metrics format. If you're going to Datadog, um, it sets up the Datadog client or you configure it, you can configure it to talk to a Datadog agent and it does whatever conversions you need to talk most directly to Datadog and it's the same amongst the other ones. Uh, New Relic has another one. So it's like if, if those meter registries each handle the incoming metrics and then do whatever digestion or munging or manipulation needs to happen to group it into whatever format makes the other side happy. So the, the interesting point is now, what is the relation between MP metrics and micrometer? And I would say uh, similar to microprofile fault tolerance and hysterics back then, right? So where it is right now and where it is going, I am not the the boss of that. No. So I kind of know where the where the tendency is, but I'm I'm not writing the spec, so I you know I can't say. So uh, the micrometer extension, for example, 
um, does provide an adaptive layer so that if your application uses the MPmetrics APIs, it'll work. Yeah. So you, your code won't break. Now, Micrometer and MPmetrics have very different naming conventions for the metrics that come out. Mm-hmm. So you won't have application namespace versus vendor namespace because that's not how the rest of the industry tends to name things anymore. Um, so it, it tends to use much more... Um, flat. Exactly, flat. So it's like if you were to write your metrics using the MPmetrics API and specify the names of all of your metrics directly, rather than having them inferred, the values coming in and out would be the same, right? If you specify explicitly what those IDs are, that's what you will see. If you're relying on a generation of a method name, um, you know, whatever, it, it will come out differently. It won't have the vendor application vendor based prefix on it. Anyway, point is, from the micrometer extension perspective, it will still catch and handle your usage of MPA, of the microprofile APA, API and will write it out. Um, I think the version of the spec that's in draft now, or at least what IBM and Red Hat are working on together, is that um, Micrometer will, the the whole MP API will be written as an adaptive layer on top of Micrometer um, and possibly retired. So in another couple releases, you won't have an MP API anymore for metrics. I mean, it'll be there as an adaptive layer. But the recommendation what would be to go directly to micrometer. Will we have, you know, the uh, microprofile metrics annotations? If for as long as you want to use those that API, it won't break. Um, but I, you know, so I don't think there's there's any notion of um, like deleting them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, um, I'm not sure it would be. The recommended way to do things. Okay, so the the problem what I don't understand because um, I had already a chat with the what what I did I created an issue of microprofile metrics issue and I think you also commented on that. What I wanted to have is more more scopes. So um, application was not enough because there, it was too crowded in my projects. So I what I would like to do is to to introduce my own how to call it namespaces scopes or registry. Uh, registries right. and the trend is the opposite which i don't understand at all which is great for machines but uh what i always use is very similar to your story with the uh dungeon, dungeons and dragons is um in my architecture internal microservice architecture i use java packages and the java packages have business names domain responsibilities let's say you know monsters and whatever you had knights and whatever it yeah. comes there <laughs> and, and inside the packages, every package would emit its own metrics. Right. And every package could become later a microservice, but usually I always start with, with monolith because it's easier and cheaper and so forth. Wise, very wise. Yeah. Everybody should do that. Everybody should do and that. And so the cost savings and yeah, yeah, so actually, so my microservice could, could end up having, you know, such 10 such packages. Uh, with which are nicely named and and the names highly depend on the business logic and in my code reviews what i expect is that every such package emits some meaningful metrics at least counters right. what happens internally like you know monsters got hit or i don't know something is delivered or a fraud happened or whatever so just counters nothing else so this is most important thing are counters maybe gauges but counters start with counters it's good enough 
And it would be even nice if every such package would have an own registry. So in my metrics, if I would look at my metrics, I would see, you know, my monsters and knights as a scope. So I can, if I'm interested in, an, in, in, in a task force or incidents or alert or whatever, I would just look on my package. I'm not interested in the noise. And what I really hate is all the technical metrics because I had to know so a lot of conversation with consultants who really loved, you know, the metrics out of the box Hystrix, for instance, I was really happy that it died at the end because, <laughs> because I, I was and a Java user group Hamburg and they, and, and one so enterprise consultants came to me and say, hey, look, we use the Hystrix because you can create in shortest amount of times so on nice dashboards and they look very professional. Say, so, yeah, but what is the added value? I say, okay, we don't know, but my clients like it, right? So, and I was in projects where we had a lots of such dashboards, which were absolutely meaningless. And yep. what I always did in projects, I say, okay, forget about the technical stuff, garbage collectors, I don't care, they were never a problem. We should focus on just business metrics. And if you are saying everything becomes flat, this is a, this is a- Yes and no. So there's different ways to, to do what you're suggesting. Yeah, what do you, how with you would my, do it in If micro, I were gonna do this, micro micro exactly. If I was gonna do this in micrometer. So uh, with the monster combat application, yeah. I had a class that I called, I don't remember, combat metrics, I think is what I called it. Um, and I treated that as uh, the container of all things metrics um, <clears throat> for within my package. So when I was looking at the end of encounters or whatever, they would call into this class, uh -huh. okay, an encounter ended or whatever ended, like, you okay. know, they would just call. And that way I had one class where if I needed to rename things or if I wanted to change tags, like, I could make sure that my metrics collection makes sense as a whole because mm -hmm. it was all there. So within within um, the way micrometer works, there's a global metrics registry, and what ends up usually happening is uh, if I if I set up Prometheus, for example, Prometheus sets up its own meter registry mm -hmm. because it does processing for it and it attaches it to the composite. Um, and so that way, any metrics that are that are related. Um, uh, anywhere else in the system, right? They go to the global registry, which comes down then into the Prometheus registry and goes and goes out that way. Um, you can, you could create a composite registry per component. Mm -hmm. You could at least create that registry per submodule, mm -hmm. and then I think you'd have to decide how or if or when those metrics should be registered higher such that they would trickle down to a single Prometheus endpoint or to multiple endpoints, but you could literally add, remove, silence, enable, disable per unit at that point. Now, this is probably um, the job of microprofile metrics next, because I would expect to have a simple annotation and eject the micrometer context, and this should happen behind the scenes. But this is- That could, that could be. Yeah, that could be. then I'm happy because this is what the microprofile metric does right now. I say add inject, add inject registry type application and I'm happy. And what I'm lacking is application slash monsters. If microprofile right. would provide me this, I would be very happy. And this would right. be the and that could be on top of, right, and that could be on top of, um, right, that could, that could easily be on top of a micrometer API to allow you to do better CDI integration. And, yeah. 
Yeah, and then I'm happy with micrometer because uh, a flat micrometer, I don't get it at all. It will be a huge mess in enterprise project. I know it already because no one cares about uh, metrics at the beginning of the project. Everyone is crazy about unit testing because of code coverage. No one is paid for metrics. And, and so in business when projects. When you're looking at big enterprise projects, I mean, micrometer is used for big enterprise projects and it's not yeah. a mess. So it's not like it doesn't, it hasn't no. been field tested. But this is, no, it is field. This is like, uh, I know that it's used in enterprise projects. The problem is, this is misused in enterprise projects to emit irrelevant metrics. Like what? Millions of technical counters who no one cares about because it's really hard you know to separate the meaningful from meaningless metrics so again what i for instance did in let's say payara let's switch the gears payara open liberty right the vendors base metric slash we never looked at that <laughs> in projects we always started with metric slash application you know what i mean so we always were interested yes. in our own metrics Right, but like, let's say with with uh, the default metrics that come out with the micrometer extension, yeah, you could very easily turn off all of the JVM or system metrics. You could if you don't look at those. Um, but I would say that your like the default HTTP metrics should keep coming out, and you would aggregate those because again, you're looking by aggregates. So you would aggregate those by. Um, the URI, which would give you which application space you're in, yeah. for example. But, but just... you already get hit, miss, error rate, whatever, aggregated by your URI. Yeah, but this is how to call it tyranny of the default, right? Um, I mean, it, it, does, it's... it doesn't happen. So, and, and the, the, the cool story was in, 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 in micro, as, as just speaking in, you know, experience from real world projects, the cool story with micro profile spaces, like the metric slash application, from the beginning, there was separation between technical and business metrics. This is the default. And this is what I'm right. missing. This is the only thing. I'm not speaking that, you know. Right. Uh, I could, I can definitely see that you have to add business, like if, if you want business, business code, metrics. metrics, filter, whatever. From the beginning, I know that it is possible. Of course it is possible. But right. But I mean, from a, from a monitoring perspective. You have to do this. Um, looking at, at health of a process you're almost always looking from an http throughput perspective and we admit those metrics by default you would then aggregate them based on tag mm -hmm. and that's how you get per service what that is you shouldn't have to make a new counter with a different name the name is there you aggregate based on the uri space and you're okay that's yeah, how but, you get the information but, but, that you want but uri is rather boring because if uri you only get you know the business business endpoints the business transactions this is the the entry point right what's, but i right i'm what I'm interests me is your monsters is exactly the, the entire session which i like about your talk is you know what happens inside the system the algorithms yes. in your case are the monsters in my case are deliveries you know some uh validations this is the interesting stuff and uh, yep. and this is really too hard uh, great examples this is why i really like your session because about the monsters and the algorithms exactly what this is about it is impossible to do it maybe with machine learning you can derive it from the uri and parameters but it's almost impossible usually you need the application state maybe even you know some state from the database to, to know what's going on yeah i can follow you and, and, and i and, think and, and the best uh, one of the 
very trivial examples. This was a GMS project with messaging. And what, what I said from the beginning, we will admit, you know, if the message comes in, is the, is the type right? Is it a poisoned message or not? Um, and we just emitted, you know, the basic counters, and this was golden, because we just, you know, switched to application and we saw, okay, we got five poison message, something is wrong with the type done. If right. I, we wouldn't have the application and we say to developers, there are no 500 metrics and you only have to use, you know, a filter with the tag. I mean, why? This is exactly like, I don't know what to remember 20, 10 years ago. Every, we we had to lock everything, you know. There were there were there was no there was no best practice, and everyone locked whatever. Yeah, I'm beginning of the methods. Method ended. Beginning there was lots of you know irrelevant information in the log files, and in all my task forces, the first thing we did we deactivated the logging. We wrote a few <laughs> a few, a few relevant yeah. log statements because it was impossible to handle, and I see the same happening right now in monitoring space. Yeah, I, I think you and I disagree a little bit about at least that HDP base endpoint. I, uh, you and I are in agreement about the utility and importance of application-based metrics. Um, but I think from a base throughput perspective, this common line of your HDP metrics across the board look like this. From a big SRE dashboard in the sky, you can start to see them. These, this HDP, they all look the same. They do have like the status code in them, the URI you can group across, like it's it's a very standard way to look at HTTP traffic. I have something for you. In my current project, oh, okay. I don't have any HTTP endpoints. This is one of my current projects. Interesting one, a huge database, DBZoom, writes to Kafka, and everything else is Quarkus with uh, microprofile reactive messaging without REST easy. And microprofile reactive messaging uses Kafka, and there yeah. is already a micrometer binder for Kafka. So you will get metrics for consumer and provider, yeah, but consumer I don't and expose, producer, but I don't whatever. But we don't have JAXRS. We don't have HTTP. Right, which is fine. There's another kind of metrics that will show up. And we're trying to keep an eye on what the uh, open telemetry community is coming out with in terms of semantic conventions for, mm -hmm. for tracing and metrics mm -hmm. around, uh, around messaging so that what we are emitting um, makes sense in that space. Mm -hmm. um, the the meter binder that we're using for Kafka traffic in Micrometer, obviously it's Micrometer, so it's the yeah. same one you would get for a Spring application. Mm -hmm. So if you had Spring applications that were using Kafka and you had a Quarkus application that was using Kafka, you would be able to slice and dice all of your metrics mm -hmm. as aggregates together to watch whatever you need to watch at a system level mm -hmm. for message flows. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I'm coming from the project and you are coming from Quarkus. <laughs> and your job is to expose as many metrics as possible. Am I... Not necessarily. It, it's not as many as possible. Oh. And everything that we do, you can turn it off. Um, but I am trying to make it so that the knobs at least are there or yeah. the, the data is there for you to look at it. Um, from an SRE perspective, having some consistency can help with diagnosis because of course with metrics you are looking at aggregate data for trends yeah. right you're you're not looking at individual diagnostics or context rich things you're you're looking for your your trend spotting and so trying to get to common conventions so that you can put these things all together and start looking for flows or problems or or things that don't align or sudden patterns that go out of whack Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's this what is you're difference. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. This is what you 
can do for sure. But if you have business metrics, metrics, your monsters, let's say, then you don't have to look always on the, at the aggregate. You could even misuse the metrics for almost unit tests, right? Because you can say, I perform, you know, this rest endpoint and I know that two monsters should die and one survive. So I could just pick the counters and this is a great resource to learn what the application yeah. is doing. And so this is one of the reasons <laughs> why I made sure that the micrometer ex extension will support multiple Prometheus endpoints. So I could add a, a second Prometheus registry. Yeah. Um, you, you could add multiple registries, but that basically means I can, so the way or the way micrometer works, you have meter registries and then you have meter filters, which you can use to, you know, twiddle with how a meter registry behaves. So I can create a meter filter that says, like, let's say I have my one composite in the sky and I have two Prometheus meter registries. I can say, well, this one, I want to turn off anything that isn't just those HDP metrics. Just deny nothing else goes through so if i go to that prometheus endpoint i just see hdp that's it mm -hmm. on this other endpoint i only want to see monster metrics the end yeah that's all i want to have come out of this one and yeah. so then i can hit that database all the live long day or that endpoint and i you know i've got the data diversified or di separated whatever the word i'm trying to look for is so that means like the big sre guy in the sky managing the humongous distributed system that wants to see everything consistently he's got an endpoint they have an endpoint they can look at that has just like the four things they want to see, right? It's got like the HDP information, which has success or error. So they could get a rate, an error rate, and maybe it has something about memory and maybe it has like, you know, two other things. Okay. And that's it. That's all so, it goes to the big sky, the big thing in the sky. And then I see whatever detailed stuff on this other endpoint. Then what we disagree, I think, a little bit is convention of a configuration. I would like to have more conventions. And I, I, I'm not interesting. I'm not interested at all in every project to create my filters from scratch because I know exactly that in every project I will recreate my application filter over and over again. And and this is what I would like to have injected, annotated, or whatever, right? So I think what we really. Well, that, I mean, like getting to a place where we can say, now we have this system, we all agree that this is the system. Now, if we have this annotation, this is what comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could look at that as a use case, sure. Yeah, nice. Because uh, for me, it's like, you know, the microprofile fault tolerance is good enough. And even if Hysterix was more powerful and some implementations used Hysterix to implement uh, fault tolerance, I didn't care at all. I just wanted, you know, to have the yeah. functionality. And, and, and what happens behind the scenes, I'm not interested in it from the application programmer yeah. perspective. If I would implement Quarkus, different story, but I'm application developer. And the same is with microprofile metrics. Right now, they're good enough. What I'm missing is more possibility to create my own registries, whatever you call it, namespaces, and they should be aligned with my packages. This is, a, I think, a good architecture, single responsibility principle, whatever. And what I always, always would like to have, is also what Quarkus does, I would like to have separated my, you know, business code from the infrastructure like it's always my, my my idea thin wars like war and infrastructure in quarkus is the jar in the lib folder and no technical metrics which are generic from my specific metrics and right. in in all my in all my significant projects i know right now we will do it because all the prometheus metrics and and uh, the the prometheus query language um promql whatever we always only did it in Kibana and Grafana on our application metrics. 
and the other was like, you know, just for, let's say, firefighting. Garbage collector, this, was, this came afterwards. So we always started with the business metrics and the other metrics came later, right? And, right. And, and and it would be interesting if you if you pulled up the micrometer extension on one of your projects mm-hmm. and and we played with what a meter filter that makes you happy would look like that would for example if, you know if we could figure out a set of I think I we'd want to decide if it was an alternate endpoint that we could establish what you would set to make it so that this is your application metric focused endpoint. Like it would be interesting to know what that would look like. Yeah. What would make I, you? I would say, you know, what would satisfy your requirements for that? Yeah, the requirements I, I think is are pretty clear. So you have a Java package. So I would, I would, it should be, it should be possible to uh, to have a filter which just shows me my Java package. Because uh, pick, packages like small modules. This is what we have in Java, and inside the Java package there are class names. So it would be nice right. to der- 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 derive the name from the class name. And then um, I didn't like the idea of methods because they were too, the method names were not very good for metrics because they are often not named properly. They always use different names, but um, there should be convention is fine. So uh, you could derive, you know, the, the 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 name from the class at least where it happens, and if it's possible, gauge like method would be also nice and package. So and this should be automated. I, I don't think you know application developers should create any kind of filters or whatever because why. We we also not we also not fiddling with routes in JaxOS. I just put my notation at path. I have already know right. the conversation that there is an express in in Node.js and this is nice. I say I don't care at all. I put one annotation and I'm faster than you. Whatever you are doing in Node.js Express or whatever, right? <laughs> so um, this is the same discussion. You could fiddle, you know, all the time with your filters, but well, with it's my- more. It's more. It's more. I would like to see a filter that you come up with. That's like this. This is what I want. And nothing else. Like I don't want the the garbage collection metrics or JVM metrics in here. This this is what I want that would make me happy. So I, I, so okay, I, I would like to have nothing. I filter which t- just shows what I created explicitly. Okay. Uh, no, not eyes on, in projects. Is your monsters? My monster filter. You know, right. monster hit the first one and night survive or something like this. This is the filter, and all the other stuff should be there, but somewhere else. So the garbage collector and HTTP, this is perfect to have it. So it's not like I don't need it, but it should be strictly separated from this stuff I'm, I'm having right now. I don't know whether you remember the JMX stuff. It was the same story, yep. JMX. And the, you could create the application-specific monitoring, which I did in some projects, but most of the people just used to know the generic stuff and they thought they have a perfect observability system in place, which... And I was in projects, in crucial projects, where, you know, the business department of SREs observed, you know, the diagram from the garbage collector, the behavior, and they asked me uh, why the system is not working, you know, it, it looks fine, so again, because the garbage collector actually doesn't matter, right? So, I mean, we could look all the time how it behaves, but, you know, the problem is somewhere else. And uh, no kidding, this is this is like this. And um, what I would like to have it is strictly separated. It's okay, fine. This is the matrix quarkus or nice quarkus matrix transactions, whatever is valuable. But on top of that, for instance, the best would be synthetic transactions, you know, but this is hard to implement. So that, that, that yeah, you can track, you know, uh, my transaction, I have a synthetic transaction and it comes back and it's successful. This would be the best, but this is, I mean, this is where, what I would like to see. But um, I think the argument that would go for the, for tracking synthetic transactions is going to be that's where tracing is going to end up 
once you get to the place where you have Splunk or uh, other people support that are supporting open telemetry, you are literally gathering everything mm-hmm. is that they would say you would trace your synthetic transactions and that flow, including metric data, all using tracing. Yeah, this tracing is what, what also the, 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 the different discussion, like uh, why in open tracing, there is no more additional data you could also you know, put on the, on the, on the span. Also interesting, but um, I think I, I don't know whether you got my idea right. So my idea is I have a business packages, and I would like to have a, a, a simple way, with Micrometer or not, to expose package specific metrics, and yeah, make no, them I, I understand human readable way, I... human readable way yeah. without filter, without fiddling with whatever. Yeah, it's just you know when you started with Java. 1990. You, we talked about this. 1999, seven, five, six, Yeah, this is exactly. I, I started. I was in 1995 and 1997. I'm, I'm freelancer, and and fiddling with all the stuff at the beginning was great, but after you know all the years, I I just would like you know to have one annotations and someone <laughs> someone else should fiddle with the stuff, right? So this is like because it's boring. We know that it's possible. Yeah. But uh, I have to do it over again. So I'm in three, four yeah. projects, and I have I, I, I know right now I will have to use the micrometer and create it exactly the same stuff four times, and this is what is boring. I can see that. Yeah, and microprofile metrics were great in this regard. And and about your histogram, I never found the error because we we never went that far. This is the interesting part. If in real right. world projects, I'm happy that developers are able to expose counters. No kidding. Regardless how how you know crucial the project is, I have to at least in Europe there's obsession with unit tests, and I tell you why, because management would like to see code coverage, and the easiest possible no 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 kidding, this is this is this funny but this is the the the, the sad reality, and they spend times to implement no kidding, exception new, new. I know. To to, 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 to to get you know the construct of exception covered, recently uh, recently a few years I observe new trend enums are tested. So you know because oh the all so getters and setters I saw frameworks reflection frameworks which invoked all getters and setters you know to have higher code coverage of course to string, very crucial to test. And if you do it, all the stuff you get eighty ninety percent code coverage. Of course nothing is tested, and right. metrics completely forgotten. So what happens in reality? They say, yeah, but we have, you know, uh, the technical metrics and they create very quickly a view dashboards, which looks nice, but are completely meaningless. And this is the set, the, the set, you know, situation I'm in. And with the micro profile metrics, what I could do is I went to a project, said metrics slash application. You say, you see empty, nothing there. Why not? Right. With the micrometer, I already see you know, a huge discussion again. Should we use filter? And then what will happen? They will ask me to write some best practice documents who no one would read. And then I will make some, you know, ideas how to create something which already exists. And this is this is this what, what I can tell you. So in, in you know, and also, I mean, Google, Facebook or Netflix, they are different companies, you know, they emit all the metrics and they gather all the metrics and they are capable to consume the metrics because they are implementing products and they stick with the products all the time. In projects, a little bit different, you know. You create a projects and you go go to a, to different projects. The project is picked up by a different company. This is like 
a completely different situation, right? So, so you don't have to time, you know, to 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 play with micrometer all day long. You do it once, right. yeah. Yeah, the the uh, I found for my own use almost immediately that a counter wasn't enough. Yeah. And the way the way MP metrics collects things, there wasn't a way to get the sum and the counter, which is useful if you want to calculate an average. I'm with you. Yeah, this this was a defect. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was it was just it was yeah you know, it was just something that was insufficient. So I can see from a from a business application or a business need perspective that we should look as a next step. Like I and I can talk to Don and the micro profile guys about this about how to ensure that from a CDI integration perspective, which is where I said they should focus, from a CDI integration perspective, we still have useful ways to help um, create a filtered set of metrics. I think it's going to be interesting to define or to assume what application metrics should be. Like, I, I get a little nervous Nervous is the wrong word, but but part of me doesn't like timing a method that's already timed, right? Your HTTP requests are already fundamentally timed. Yeah. So if you time an application method, if you put an at timed timer on a get method, uh, you know, on a get method in your app, it's already timed. It shows up under HTTP metrics with the endpoint that's being requested. It's already timed. You already know what the response was. You already know if the exception occurred. Like that is already present. Yeah, but if the HTTP method invokes two other methods, so you won't see, you know, the subtypes, right? You don't see the subtypes necessarily, right? That's absolutely true. I'm just saying, like, if I'm just looking at uh, your, you know, your application path and you have a get method and you want to put a timed annotation on that, that that unit is already timed, okay, including whatever happens within it. Th then we have is what I'm saying. A, a little misunderstanding. So I'm with you. So uh, I, I wouldn't expect that your HTTP metrics should be aligned with my packages. They should stick, right. whatever you do with the HTTP metric, they should be available somewhere else. But if I decide to put additional annotation on my annotation, on my method, HTTP or not, I would expect to have a filter which just shows me the method. Right, okay. So this is, this is uh, and, and this- I this think you should open an issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me something to work with and I can show it to Don and I can sit down and we can figure out what it is we might want to do going forward. Um But you see enable... the point, my point or is it or is it the uh, completely No, I get it. Okay, perfect. I get it. But it, I understand. Um how we get there is interesting, you know, which is more like I like uh I like dumb examples with people doing concrete things i get really frustrated when it's a bunch of whiteboard talking um because i feel like it's really easy to end up staring at your belly button when you're just talking about a whiteboard you know yeah. like you want the real i don't care what app it is you want something real so people can play with it and be like oh that makes sense no that doesn't make sense or that's not quite what i meant um which is why i was just asking for you to tool around with a meter filter to see what kind of thing you would turn on or turn off or rename or retag or add a tag or remove a tag. You know what I mean? Like what kind of thing starts to shape what comes out so that it feels right or looks right. Yeah. Um, I would say the, the mandatory thing would be at least gauges and counters because they believe right. they, they, they belong actually to the business code. And uh, the, the timing is, I would say, nice to have. Because uh, you are right. You know, this is oft good enough to check. I mean, 
there is one case where it makes sense is uh, if you have a microservice and it talks to another service, it would be nice. What I we always do, we annotate, you know, all outgoing I.O. related calls with timed or something similar, because this is where the problem usually appear. So we can see, okay, this call was too, too slow. And from the beginning, you can expose it as Prometheus metrics. And for that purpose, it'd be, of course, nice to have, you know, like IO metrics. This was the basic idea. I have my, you know, my package, my component, yeah. there's some business metrics. Then I have like now outgoing transactions metrics and incoming, whatever. So I could play with it. I don't really think depend. I have a meter binder yet for microprofile fault tolerance, but that might be interesting to do. Oh, this was also nice that uh, actually all my fault tolerance metrics appeared automatically in application scope. If they would appear in the default scope, I wouldn't be interested at all because they are already 200, you know, you, you won't even see, you know, your own metrics. And always, it should be, you know, how to call it, wgettable or curlable. So this is the, the thing. We use curl on wget all the time. And if this becomes unusable... Do you care if it's flat text or do you care if it's JSON? If you're curling, like if, if it's just still a subset we, we of the metrics? We use JSON a lot because it's more compact, because the flat text from Prometheus was too long for me, and, and JSON is very compact. So just try, you know, to to, 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 to right now with microprofile metrics and go and say, uh, accept JSON. You get one JSON object, which is short, and, and, you know, the Prometheus metrics is very long with all the comments, so it takes more space. But I wouldn't care at all. It doesn't have to be perfect at, at the beginning, but there should be some, some you know, additional value. Because my feeling is like micrometer is micrometer is um, is, is like <laughs> a great monitoring tool for runtime vendors and for machines. It is a capable for monitoring machines. tool. I would say, um, I mean, or not necessarily. Kit, right? I mean, it has a perfectly functional, quite robust API, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's taking labels. And I mean, it just doesn't have the notion of application base and vendor scopes because it wasn't built that way. It wasn't yeah. built from a, from a, and, and I, you know, from what's happening across the industry, the application base and vendor scope is an anomaly. It's a little off the usual beaten path. I can see easily wanting to be able to view a subset of all metrics. Um, yeah. there's a couple different ways I can think of to do that that are pretty easy. Um, like an easiest would be a tag. I, the way we adapt the microprofile spec right now, microprofile API now, is we end up um, with a scope as a tag. Um, and so if you wanted to have an additional scope where you could say, I want these metrics in this envelope to be under this scope, then we could get to the place where an endpoint only emits metrics with that scope tag, mm -hmm. which would give you your subset fairly quickly. It would if, just filter out and only show you the ones that matched that scope. Yeah, the question is how how nice the API is, the REST API is, right? So this is where, you know, how to how to use yes, it. Yes, exactly, right? And for sure, like if you had a query parameter that said only give me back the ones that match the scope, I mean, then then we're probably getting close to something that yeah, would kind of work. The, the, the restful path is just great. That's a problem, you know. If you if you are slash slash app slash whatever, this is the natural way to go, right? There's a metrics, my metrics slash your metrics slash. I mean, this is unbeatable. Great. I I can think about how to do that. I mean, the the micrometer yeah. endpoint right now doesn't do that. 
Anyway, um, what do we why not? Because, because I already created an issue or comment, and the answer was Spring Boot does that way. So yeah, I, I, I don't care. I mean, I mean. I think in this case, the first step was um, bringing in the micrometer uh, library, that core runtime with the capabilities that it has and making sure that that worked and getting through native builds, registry support, making, you know, making core converse extensions, right? There's a body of work that just has to happen yep. to get that in place. So people can start understanding what's different mm -hmm. and what's the same. And, and from a flexibility and capability perspective, micrometer is already farther ahead yeah. of where MP metrics was. Yeah. So now we're to the place where it's like, okay, but I would still like to be able to use, like we still have, we do have a JSON endpoint. It's not enabled by default right now, um, but we do have one. And I could start looking at, all right, let's turn this on. And if you start adding more things, then maybe we can figure out how to start using those scopes mm -hmm. to, to bring things down. I don't know how that works um, once we start, like when you're not using MP metrics, um, because at this point, when the micrometer extension is present, our native extensions are not going through MP metrics, so they don't have necessarily a base or a vendor scope, mm -hmm. um, which is okay. If if I think what we're saying is the more desired thing anyway is to have a scope that we're adding, and we want to be able to filter that. Um, so that's what I would have to think about like I don't know from a base Kafka level metrics that's just going to be Kafka metrics mm -hmm. um, but if we want to have your application and because you have an annotation in the application that says it's this scope and any metrics created by any classes within that scope or in an area that have that scope get this tag applied and then if you go to the endpoint and you start incorporating that tag can I filter those for you? Possibly. Yeah. What we should be a little bit careful with Quarkus is uh, the strength of Quarkus is actually you can very easily migrate from other runtimes to Quarkus. And what shouldn't start happen is like you know, with the Q namespace and now micrometer and the other stems. If you start you know to, to create a unique snowflake, I think Quarkus will lose. Because well, so there's a lot of people moving over to Quarkus from Spring, and this is absolutely seamless for them because all the metric names are the same, the entire, I mean, the URI is different because instead of slash actuator metrics, it's slash Q slash metrics, but but the entire naming convention, the the whole me mechanism by which, me by which metrics appear is incredibly consistent. But, so that uh, is a really I'm, smooth transition. I'm not transition. talking about micrometer uh, in, in, in spe specifically, rather than um, I have lots of interest from Whitefly, Payara, Tommy, right. And this is very similar, but if Quarkus starts you know, to, to become something different, then there are no more arguments for Quarkus, because then why not to use Spring Boot or whatever else, you know? The, the strength of Quarkus is it is incredibly small and is micro-profile compatible and parts of Jakarta e compatible, plus Spring Boot compatibility and everything else. So I, I think in future you should decide what is Quarkus supposed to be? You know, is it is it like? Yeah. Well, I think the 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 current issue around MP metrics specifically 
is going to be resolved because MP metrics itself is going to reorient around micrometer. Very good. So it'll be a matter of time before that settles again yeah. and it'll be okay. Perfect. Um, so, so I think that that will resolve itself and, and it won't be a, a snowflake again. I think the, uh, the question around the slash Q or not, um, you know, that was, that was driven by security concerns. Yeah, sure. Where people but, want yeah. to be able to isolate those things. And, and there's questions about whether or not the MP specs should have allowed for that kind of namespacing. Yeah. And yeah, sure. But it should not, such, you know, such problems should not accumulate because what uh, Quarkus does right now, it moves incredibly fast. I would say we have one release a month or even more. Yeah, it moves fast. Yeah, yeah it moves fast. And uh, if people ask me, no, you are, you, you, you are criticizing Angular, you know, which has two releases a year and now Quarkus has, you know, two releases a month. Well, the, but the, but but the, what uh... what what my answer is I don't care because I don't have to use you know the two hundred extensions from Quarkus. For me, I just focus on micro profile, and this is where the stability comes. Because with right. the with the micro profile API, uh, my application only knows that, and all the crazy extensions, even if they die, I don't care. Because matter of fact, I would say how how many extensions are there? Two hundred extensions. I'm sure that not all of the extensions will survive are going to maintain this mission impossible. So if you would like to have a stable project, project, you could right now focus on micro profile and then decide, you know, extension per extension, is it worth, you know, the risk? And, but if Corcus itself becomes completely proprietary, which won't happen, but it could, then I would say there's no difference to anything else, right? So then, then is Corcus is like just another runtime. And, and, and currently special, like Glasswish was 10 years ago. No, the Glasswish was the reference yeah. implementation, the very compatible server. You could buy support from Sun, and it was small. It was it was a unique success story. It was not very well, you know, marketed by Sun people or whatever. But it was actually a, a, an, an interesting and Quark was something similar right now. Yeah, I think um, I think Quarkus is growing really fast. Yeah, and um, I I actually have had like i've been watching mp metrics i'm surprised when you talk about api stability because mp metrics has been just a string of breaking changes yeah. with every version yeah but this <laughs> so... uh, but but, uh, but uh, this is a different issue because if you think about stability in projects the problem is something like cdi which is very stable because cdi is right. everywhere right so the metrics if you have a no, if I have let's say pre component, I have one counter. In worst possible case, you know, it breaks some, it becomes not compatible, or I will have you know to readjust my monitoring. But there's nothing as significant as JPA, CDI, and you know, yeah, 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 it, for it, sure. This is oh, fault for tolerance. Sure. If fault tolerance, you know, will introduce some breaking changes, it is not that bad, I would say, um, because you know the stability comes in micro profile from Jakarta actually. The CDI, the CL, right. JSONB, JSONP, the bin validation, this is where, you know, the majority of business logic is implemented, but it's not inside the metrics, right? Right. Yeah. So it's, and that's, and that's valid. I don't, I don't see that uh, being a problem. It would be interesting if you have your short list of favorite extensions, uh, it would be interesting to throw together a meta extension, Adam Bean's favorites. 
a micro profile. And people can just, yeah, wear that. And, oh. and it's just this, here's, your, here's the set. Micro profile, micro profile with uh, a view, Jakarta E, whatever, no, uh, there will be another one like servlet, but this is less common, but micro profile is very common. So all, all right. I would say 80% of my project, just everything for micro profile. Right. And so when is, are you going yeah. to start trying to use, mm -hmm. to use micrometer? When I get you something to help you filter the results again? <laughs> is, that the, is that the ask? Mm. This is not about me. I'm just a consultant, so I do some proof of concepts. But if I would start with micrometer, and I would have but to create your your um, this is right. You're you are consulting. You are making a recommendation to others. Yeah. You are having to build things out. So I'm saying, what gets micrometer onto Adam's list? To my list is if the conventions are crystal clear. If there is a way, I say, okay, per component, okay. if you do this, this will happen, and this is done. This is by microprofile right now. Without that, okay. without that. Uh, I mean, component is package. So I say, if you if you put these annotations into this pa package, you get this filter, and this is this curl command, and you will see this. I'm happy, and this, this should be okay. convenient and elegant. So, uh, brilliant. Yeah, this you is, this is all, 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 all we need. And, and if we get to you know, then we're going to be even better than microprofile metrics because in microprofile metrics right now you only have the application, which uh, which is problematic because uh, all my metrics are inside the application, which is too much. Awesome. But it's a similar discussion as OSGI, you know. You were very excited about OSGI. It's like, I don't care at all. I still wish people didn't hate on it so much. It was hard to understand, yes. But holy gods, did we get some crazy stuff working. No, please don't like combine the... micrometer with OSGI. This is the, the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never. I would never. But, but like... Jigsaw was just dumb. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it in that way, but like when we were working on Liberty, the way, like the core part of how that works, you have three OSGI services that work together. One is declarative services, which is the cheapest, lightest weight dependency injection framework there is. The second one is configuration admin, which gives you this nice way of specifying what your allowed config is. And the third one is the magic meta type. And you go read the spec and you're like, I don't understand what that's supposed to do. But what ends up happening with MetaType, you can define the types of your config and default values. And so what ends up happening is like, we, you get, you get like, it's stuff CDI doesn't understand how to do. You know how CDI always says you should get to one bean? Mm -hmm. Well, declarative services is like, no, you could totally have a collection of beans. So what ends up happening is if you set, we, we use config like internally, it's invisible config that nobody can see inside of Liberty. And it's how we attach JDBC drivers. Like it is the most insane magic. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous because it says, I'm gonna have this config, which has this magic default value, which has this symbolic link in it, which means I pull in these services and they get injected. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's amazingly powerful and really lightweight. Yeah. But, you know, people hate OSGI, so. And you had a problem <laughs> because you go to conferences and you are that excited, you know, and you, and you talk about that and then people listen to you, come to my projects and say, look, <laughs> we could have, you know, 10 payment systems, you know, and we could combine them and you could pay with MasterCard on Sunday and, 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 and Visa at, at, at Saturday. It's like, yeah, but unfortunately, we only have one, right? And they right. create, you know, 500 OSGI bundles and, and plug-in sets. No kidding. I, I, I don't know whether I told you this. Eclipse was very popular back then with OSGI, right? In a yes. project. 
in our projects, I was the architect that expected for me to deliver lots of plugins, but I delivered only three because it was pointless. There was nothing pluggable in the project, but um, <laughs> they, they wanted to have more and we delivered more. And then they found out actually that the plugins could be replaced because of our plugins, yeah. Yeah, right? That's right? And the Eclipse RCP system, we were forced to disable the plugin manager which back then was not not really possible in Eclipse in the early versions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so we had to find oh, no. a way to disable the plugins in production, which we are forced to implement because of pluggability. It's like, okay, I, I can I cannot understand it anymore. What you what you actually want to have? You have you would like to have plugins which oh, are not God. pluggable or whatever. And this is why you know what makes sense in Open Liberty doesn't make any sense at all in business projects because usually there's no variations. Oh yeah, no kidding. No, absolutely no kidding. That's right. I would completely agree with that. We you should we never are, talk at conferences about that. You know, there should be NDA. Aaron is not allowed yeah. to talk about any <laughs> plugability modules and whatever. Oh, right? So great. Yeah, no, it's definitely this kind of stuff is really useful when you're writing the runtime for other people. Very stuff. good. Very good. Exactly. Yes, and uh, it's it's interesting because the Quarkus extension behavior. Oh, it's the same, but it's different. And it, it yeah. really, it's like, oh, but it's almost, it's, yeah. So it's funny. In one year, people I should re-invite you at least half, half a year to one year. We should talk about Micrometer. <laughs> yeah, autumn. we'll see where it is by then. That should be good. Yeah, autumn. That autumn sounds, or winter. That sounds great. Yeah. Perfect. We'll see if we're all allowed outside yet. Maybe we'll meet somewhere at a conference and we'll be able to record in person. That would be fun. Yeah. But we never had the time. Actually, I met you once in Java One before pandemic. So that's true. That was after funny. pandemic. There would be. I've actually, seen you. We saw. We saw each other. Just not ever for more than like well, a yeah, once or twice. So I would say, really, is no difference if you if you think about this. Right? <laughs> we speak more now than before. You know. Yes. So, thank you. Where people can find you on the internet? So, uh, I'm Abulient Works on Twitter. Still. And CTO at Red Hat. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh an ebullient on GitHub. Mm -hmm. And that's really it. And what are you working on Quarkus right now? Right now? Well, it's all the micrometer stuff. I'm carrying that ball for a, a while. Oh very good. It has to it's it needs it needs care and feeding and tending. So um the metric space I'm I'm watching for so now to make sure uh, everything lands. Right metrics will be still available in Quarkus and micrometer as well. And in one point of time yep. they will be merged or or no. Or not? Just not merged. Not merged. Um, I don't maybe. think ever merged. It, the question is, so like right now, Micrometer has the MP metrics layer, like adapter layer in it. Oh. So the, the question is, uh, if and when the MP spec ends up being just an adapter for Micrometer, if that adapter layer moves. This, this would make sense. Right. Um, and then And then that's all it is at that point. So, but being just then, dependent just on one framework is also maybe it's this D framework, but usually in Java there was never the case that we had only had one, right? Well, so right now the two extensions can't coexist. Can't or no? So you either have oh. they, they the two extensions cannot be enabled cannot, at the okay. same time. Okay. Right? Um and so the micrometer extension is adapting the MP metrics API that's present. And so what might happen in a future release is that we say if you still have 
MP metrics, then you do, you do need to add that small RI extension because then, or the small RI metrics extension, because then micrometer will just do micrometer and it will be, you'd have them both. Or you could get but a we're not, micrometer we're not extension yet. with MP flavor or something like this, right? So it'll be a, something yeah. like this. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time. It was fun. Yeah. It, it is fun. It was fun. I was, I had fun the last time we talked, which was quite a while ago. So yeah. One year or, or more. Mm-hmm. And I still don't understand Dungeon of Dragons. Oh, Dungeon and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't have to. It was the most nerdy, random. Yeah, no. I I didn't know what I was getting into when I some some of my friends played <laughs> all the time, and I had actually no time to learn it. But uh, recently, um, you know Lincoln Baxter. Baxter, you know the guy from Red Hat. He was a. He created one of. He was at the beginning a JBoss and I think CDI consultant, and now he has. I don't think I've met him yet. Startup, and what he does is you know the game Magic. Yes. He he's uh, fall into it, and, and he created a an, an Magic management system. And That's he, awesome. And, and I didn't knew that, and he sent me <laughs> a link with the app. And I thought he's still somehow, you know, involved with uh, Java and whatever. And I tried to look at the apps, like what the, the app is actually doing, because there were lots of cards <laughs> with wizards. And I said, are they concert tickets or what is it? Actually, I couldn't, I, I couldn't understand what's going on. And then, and I asked him what what it is, and he explained about the game Magic, which is uh, also yeah. nice. One of my friends from IBM, Rick Asowski, he's a big Magic fan. Okay. Um, my dad plays Magic: The Gathering. I do. Uh, I this whole D and D thing. It just has kind of taken over a whole chunk of my brain. Yeah. I was a latent story writer back there that is now super busy. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.